0: On the Pesach, "Matoyvo Yelecha Yaakov, Mishkenei Secha Yisrael, which Bilam says when he once was originally going to curse the Yidin, he ends up benching the Yidin. So Rashi explains "Matoyvo Yelecha" is referring to the time when Bilam saw that their doors of the Yidin weren't facing each other. Then Rashi says Mishkenei Secha refers to the encampments of the Yidin. That's Rashi's first explanation. Rashi then goes on with a second explanation. The Matoi is referring to the Oyalim, or referring to the Mishkan of Shiloi, and the Beis ilamim, to the Beis HaMikdash. And that's referring to the time when they were standing, and we're, we brought carbonis there, as a kapara. And what does Mishkan Oisecha refer to? To so the same things, to the same two places, the, the Mishkan of Shiloi and the Beis HaMikdash. But this is referring to the time when they were destroyed, and now they are Mishkeno they are like a Mashkoin, a security for the Yidden, because the korban itself is going to be a Kapora for the Nefoshos, for the Yiddin. And the Rashi brings a Pasek, Kilo HaShem is chamosoi that Hashem let out his anger on the Beis Hamikdash and burnt it, etc. The Rebbe asks a number of questions, we're just going to mention some of them. One of the questions the Rebbe asks is that usually Mishkeno we would imagine it to be the plural of the word Mishkan, so why is Rashi suddenly translating as encampment in Rashi's first Pirush? Rashi also wants to understand that, sorry, the Rebbe also wants to understand of why B'chalal Rashi needs to Pirushim. And then in the second Pirush, the Rebbe asks, if we're already counting the Mishkan Shiloi and the Beis why is it relevant to say that we bring carbonies there, when simply we understand the good of these places, because this is the place where the Amish rests V'asuli Migdash We also need to understand why is it relevant this idea that by the Khurban it's also a kapara for the hidden, for their nafashis, for their souls. So these are some of the questions that have asked, that I've asked many more questions, but these are the general ideas. And the Rabbi explains it in the following way. Even before Bilam said Yakov, there was already a previous Pasik where the Pasak had said, looked up and he sees the yidden Shoichaim l'shvatov resting by their Shvatim. Rashi explained over there that Bilam saw two things. Number one, he saw all of the Shvatim, each one resting by themselves, camping by themselves. They're not mixed together. And number two is that their tents within each camp are not facing each other. Why is this important to say? Because within these psukim it seems obvious that there was something that Bilam saw that suddenly made him understand that there's no way I could curse these Yidin. Look how beautiful, look how amazing these Yidin are. And this is what Rashi is telling us. Though, when it says, what it means is two things. Number one, he realizes the amount of tzni the Yidden had by each family, the Shvatim, all keeping for themselves. People are not mixing with each other. Everyone knows exactly the lineage, where they come from and so on. And Rashi adds a second thing, even furthermore, even their tents are not facing each other, so there could be an extra measure of tznius. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we understand that when the pastor goes further, Rashi is translating based on that same point, and that is, he's saying, look how beautiful these tents are, because the people aren't facing each other, and that's what Rashi says clearly. Then when he says Mishkan O Yiseche, your encampments, rather than translating it as the word Mishkan, he translates it in the unusual way, that it's an encampment, is because this is referring to what we said before, that he's referring to how the Shvatan were camping separately. The problem, however, with this is, with this Pirish, and that's why Rashi is going to need another Pirish, is, first of all, again, we don't find anywhere that the word Mishkan should mean encampment, other than here. And also, what about the order? Seemingly, it should be similar to before, and this is also the way things happen. First of all, you have the encampment of the Shevet, and then you have the individual tents. So, why would the Rashi then, why was the plus, sorry, rather first bring Matoyvu Oyalecha, first the tents, and then Mishkan which would be referring to the general encampment? And furthermore, the Rebbe asks, we could understand. The idea of Matoivu Yalecha Yisroel, we can understand how good it is that they're camping separately. But we said that's even first first of all more important. And that's, in the passage earlier, that's exactly what's said first. So if that's the case, that's also the word oisecha, which is representing the encampment. Not only should have it said first, but that should have been closer to the words Matoivu, how good and great it is. Then he could add another thing about oyalecha. The other problem the Rebbe says is, another issue that the Rebbe has over here is, with, in the order of the Psukim, before the Pesuk, the Pesuk says as follows, these are the words of the one who hears the words of Hashem, sounding like he's about to say a prophecy, and so on and so forth, and then it starts saying, which is not really a prophecy or a bracha at all, it's just explaining why he's not about to curse them, so this seemingly should have said before the Pesuk, that these next words are going to be inspired with with, uh, Ruach HaKodesh, etc., with Nebuah, with prophecy. And this is why Rashi needs another Pirush, which is going to tell us that we clearly are speaking about the future. And what is that? We're speaking about the Beis Hamikdash, we're speaking about oil Shiloi, etc. And as the Rebbe explains, why is it called, why why Shiloi? Because that was an oil that's more of a temporary place, but since, since it says in the plural, oil Lecha, so it refers not only to Mishkan Shiloi, but also to the Beis Hamikdash. And then when we say Mishkan O Yisecha Yisrael, it's also referring to both of them. But these two stages are referring to two different times. One is while they're standing, and the other one is why, when they're destroyed. Why does Rashi say in both cases that we're speaking about the kapara the Kappara of the Karbonus, when they're standing, as well as when they're destroyed, we're also speaking about that they bring a Kapora, they're a security, and they bring Kapora for the hidden. So the Rebbe explains because we just said before that Matoivo Alecha Yaakov is going to be an explanation. Bilaam is amazed something about the Yidden and therefore he can't curse them. Says so the Rebbe, this is exactly what's going on. Rashi told us also earlier that Bilaam wanted to focus his energies on the averis of the Yidden and that automatically the curses will come to them. Now Bilam looks at the future and he sees the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash and he realizes that focusing you know, on the curses is not going to help him because the Ebishter forgives them under Averis. Through the is the Ebishter forgives them under the, Averis, and that's for Averis, etc. But even when the Beis HaMikdash is not standing, so Lechoyed, they don't even have the, the Kaporah, and even, as we said, even then maybe it's only a, a kapara for the shogay, but even when the base HaMikdash is destroyed, that itself is a security, that itself is a kapara for the yidden and helping the yidden as well. And this is what he's explaining, why he cannot curse them, because all the Rav are veyri, forgiven. Says the Rebbe, the only problem with this is, well, first of all, why would we call the base HaMikdash with the term Oihel? Another thing the Rebbe says is, that the term mashkoin on the on the on the mishkan of Shiloh and the oil of Shiloh doesn't seem right because the security is something that's usually returning the base of we call a, a mashkoin because in the second base of Migdosh they gave us back the first base of the third base of we're going to have the base of back so we have the bias back but the concept of the temporary oil seemingly we're not getting that back why would we call it mashkoin and therefore Rashi is not completely satisfied with this pirush. And Rashi has the more simple pirush that Oyelecha and Mishkan refer to the tents and the encampments of the Yidden. The Rebbe concludes the Sikha with a very, very powerful Ayrah in the inyan of Tznius. How careful we have to be in regards to the Indian of Tznius and how this idea of Tznius brings the biggest, biggest brachos like Bilam goes on to bless the Yidden. And the Rebbe says that a person should never come along and say, Mela, when it comes to something very, very huge and big and sneers, like the fact of families not mixing and mingling with each other and so on. I can understand that's important. But when it comes to a seemingly a smaller matter, just not peeking in the other person's tent. So maybe it's not so terrible. But we say, no, this brings the biggest brachis, transforms the cursing into the biggest blessings. Furthermore, the eight could say, maybe, okay, fine, I can understand the small thing is an issue as well, but if it's a oyel, if it's only a temporary place for a little while, maybe it's not so bad. And here too we have the haira from a toyvo Yaakov that even in a temporary case we have to be so so careful with our tsnias, and that ever connects us and ties us very much into what goes on in the summer in the country the Rebbe says in a very strong Ha'arov here with big bold words how careful one needs to be with the tzinius. a person should never say that it's only for a short amount of time when I'll come back to the city I'll be the way I'm supposed to be with my Tznius and so on rather a person has to be careful in Tznius in the smallest things like in the biggest things both in a permanent place as well as in a temporary place and there's no question about it that when we're careful in these inyanim this brings the biggest brachos of Matovay, Lechayak, yisrael, of the Abish to turning all the negative things into brachos and also bringing back Back finally, that Mishkan, Mashko in the security with the coming of the Beis Hamikdash, returning down here, Lamato to this world.